Well, I always told you that when I see the signs of the end of this housing run-up, I would tell you. I don't see the big signs yet, but I am seeing the precursor to what could be the end of the insanity in this runaway 2022 housing market. So let's get into it. What is happening, How to Buy a Homies? I'm David Sedoni, and I've read more real estate information daily than most people do in a year. And I still have no clue what to expect in this 2022 market. I told you that I was seeing some signs, but even I don't know what the hell's going to be happening right now. So that alone, that's a scary fact. But we're going to talk about a lot of the scary facts that are happening in 2022. So if you're watching this on YouTube or listening and you're hoping to get that get-rich-quick stuff, well, that ship has sailed, baby. Buying for profit, flipping homes, or investing in homes, all those things people do in real estate when they're trying to make money, all that stuff happens with one major factor in mind, home prices going up. That's the secret sauce. That's what gets you the free money. It's called free appreciation. That's where the money is. But that big run that happened over the last decade, and it has to slow down sometime especially since 2021 was a huge 19.5% increase. And so far in 2022, we've added another, some places, 2 or 3% on top of that. Right now is a not-so-perfect storm happening out there in the economy. It's inflation, it's mortgage rates rising, it's a potential recession, and home prices just keep going up. So in today's episode, I'm going to give you some of the early warning signs that we're starting to see and some of the cracks that are starting to happen in this current insane housing market, which is going up right now at a frenetic, unsustainable pace. And with these indicators from the large macroeconomy stuff and the cracks in the market, it's confirming the fact that this perpetual rise is not sustainable. So for many of you out there, this does not mean that it's time to sit back and wait for the market to come back down so that you can buy when it's more affordable. If that's what you're thinking, this is probably the first podcast or YouTube video you're watching of me. Listen closely because I've been saying something very different in all my other information. Today is my crystal clear data dump, and it's coming fast. So if you've got me at 1.5 speed, get ready. You might actually have to slow it down for the first time ever. But the predictions, they're going to be not so crystal clear. It's going to be clear as mud. There's just too many damn factors. So for first-time home buyers, it's so out of reach that a bunch of people are thinking, well, I'm just going to buy a smaller place and then I'm going to sell in two years and move up. Now, look, you might be able to do that, maybe, but you might not. Some of the data is showing that things might slow down before that. So listen to all the data, hear what's going on, where you've got some weird economic factors happening right now, and you shouldn't be buying if your plan is to make 20% appreciation in the next two to four years and sell it for something bigger. Where we're at right now is moving towards the top of the market, if not getting there pretty darn soon. So that means you need to set a longer game plan in place. No guaranteed quick bucks. That's over. You missed it. Sorry. The safe play is to change your thinking and to take advantage of the stability of home ownership versus the insanity and instability of rising rents that are never going to stop. It's just not going to stop. I almost said never going to give you up right there. Oh, I almost rickrolled you. Now, for some of you, it could mean serious compromise when you realize 
that the true seven to 10 year timeline is coming if it's not already here. Though for many of you, you're gonna do the math and realize that the seven years of renting is gonna cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars, so you're gonna have to suck it up. You have to become a buyer now, and that's your parents' fault for not having you sooner. Or you could have purchased your first home in 2012. Or maybe it's your fault for not listening to the podcast since 2019 and not pulling the trigger. Doesn't matter, this is not to scare you, but to help you stay really informed with information that's coming to you from a truth bomb advocate, not someone who's out here trying to sell you and say, hey, listen to my podcast and I'll help you buy a home with me right now. That's not what it's all about. I want you to understand the big picture. Right now, where we're at is not about super fast appreciation and sexy fun. Isn't it great? I bought a house, now I made $50,000. It's not what we're doing, but it can still be the right economic play for many of you. So today, let's talk about the cracks in the housing market. And we're gonna talk about the facts in the large economic factors, and we'll finish with the forecasts for what this means for housing. First, the cracks. Minor identifying factors that show that this rocket ship of insane prices going up with no end in sight might actually have some cracks forming down the side of that rocket. I see three of them in my market. Crack number one, it's a very, very slight decrease in demand with a very, very slight increase in inventory. Now, both data points are so slight, they're almost microscopic, but the numbers are out and they're real. Now, that doesn't mean a lot, but it's the first time in a couple of years we've seen these decreasing instead of increasing. But the reality of that is what it really means in numbers is instead of 50 people writing offers on a home, it's only 48. And instead of there only being three homes available in the mile radius that you're looking, there are now four. So <laughs> it's a little better, but not a ton. Crack number two is that in my area, Southern California, 15% of the homes listed in 2022 did a price reduction. Reduction. That's crazy since most homes set the price and get bids over the list price. But this small percentage is the highest it's been since 2019. With 15% of them up, that's the Biggest increase we've seen in three years. That means sellers are starting to get greedy, which we see happen when the market gets hot, and not every home is gonna be snatched up, no matter what price they put it at. And crack number three, once again, just sounds dirty. I know that the haters and the negative Nellies all say, no way, that house is no way worth $408,000. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why would a negative Nelly yell that weird number? Well, I did that because that's the median price of the homes right now. They say it for any home in their neighborhood. And what they would say if they had the stats on the actual median price, they'd say, no way that $408,000 house is worth four hundred and eight today. It was $327,000 just like two years ago. Totally. Okay, I get that. But let me give you the numbers from the worst crash in housing history ever. Now, back then... In 2007, at the very, very peak, the highest the median home price got back then was $257,000. And then in 2009, the lowest it ever got was $208,000. So at the peak, it was 257. At the lowest, it was 208. And that was just over a couple of years. But get this, it was back to the high number, $257,000, just in four years in 2013. 
So does that mean that this time around, the $408,000 median price is going to drop 19% like it did in the last crash, taking that $408,000 house down to $331,000? Well, only if we have the worst crash in history, again. But if you want to say it's going to be just like the last time, okay, well, let's say it's just like the last time. The last time that happened, it only took four years to come back, so... All right, before I tell you the crack that I see... Let me run those numbers by you again, because I am about to tell you that I sort of agree with a piece of that guy I was making fun of. You know, this guy saying no way. I kind of believe with the social media dude, you know, the guy yelling that the median home price is 408,000. It's no way it's going to get like that. I understand because they're saying it's no way it's too high because it was 327 a few years ago. They say that it's government inflated. It's artificial pricing with low mortgage rates. The government's printing money. It's Biden's fault. It's the Republican Congress's fault. It's not real and it's not sustainable. The numbers show that even in the worst crash in history, the prices dropped 19% and they got right back to the no way it's worth not worth that much price. They got right back there in just four years. But here's something that I am seeing locally right here in my market. And this is the little crack I'm seeing. There are a few homes, not a lot, just a few homes that are, dare I say, no way worth what they just sold for. They're selling for way more than the average home prices in their area. Even taking into account the natural bump in price that they should be getting because we're in this crazy hot market. Now, there aren't a lot of them. There's just a few, but I am seeing it. That's the cracks. Now the facts. I'm going to hit you with some of the facts from the big macroeconomic data as well as some of the simple housing data as well. This is not a full-on warning of terrible downturns that are going to be coming your way real soon. So run. It's just a conservative alert to make sure that you're not anticipating 20% appreciation over the next couple of years. The first crazy fact, rents. Rents have sucked for a long time, mostly because you don't control them. But now they suck at an extraordinary level as we see them rising well beyond current wages, incomes, and the cost of living. Which brings us to the second economic data point. Uglier than your sister's prom date, the cost of living increased due to, say with me now, inflation. Remember that word you never even heard about in your lifetime? You want to know why? Because it hasn't been like this in your lifetime. Inflation is at 8.5%. That is big. That is huge. That is Shaquille O'Neal feet big. It's like a generational increase. Now, here's some stats from a recent article. The impacts of elevated inflation have been felt throughout the U.S. for months. Groceries and gas. I look at my wife all the time go, it's killing me, Smalls. If you don't know that reference, seriously, you need to watch better movies. Inflation is legit. According to a recent report from the U.S. Bureau of Labor St Statistics, the nation's inflation rate has jumped once again, setting a, wait for it, 40-year record. The Consumer Price Index, also known as the CPI, shows that inflation surged to 8.5% in March of 2022. That's up 1.2% from February. A huge spike. If it goes up 1.2% in 30 days, we're talking about 8.5% is a big number. The index marks the largest 12-month increase since the period ending December in 1981. Told you guys, haven't talked about this in a long time. The CPI increase was driven mainly by gasoline, shelter, and food, which rose similarly in February amid the Russian invasion of Ukraine. According to the Wall Street Journal reports, Russia's invasion drove up the March oil prices and hit big records. 
The shelter index was the most significant factor in the increase in CPI. Shelter factor. That's an economic fancy word for your rent, brah. Shelter was also accounting for nearly two-thirds of the monthly increase in the cost of what they call core inflation. And we all know about the fact that the food index went up the largest 12-month increase since, once again, 1981. Aggressive inflation will likely force the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates, which they've already started to do, and they're planning on doing it multiple rounds and actively pursue quantitative tightening. What's quantitative tightening? I have too much to tell you. You don't need to know. Just know it's going to be something that's going to raise rates on your loans and probably on your home loans. The first of several interest rate hikes were made in March, and Lawrence Yoon, my boy Larry, He's the National Association of Realtors chief economist. He said this, quote, that is why mortgage rates recently have shot up so high. Higher mortgage rates will inevitably pull home sales down in the coming months and slow home price appreciation. Some of you are cheering. Some of you just bought a house and are pissed off. Relax. It all works in a seven to 10 year plan. Yoon expects the housing market to see a 10% reduction in home sales by the end of the year and a 5% price gain by the end of 2022. So just to be clear on this one, I am hearing and seeing so many trolls. They don't think they're trolls and people believe them. They're doing these clickbait posts on social media all over TikTok and all over everything saying it's gonna crash. See, even the head of the realtors economic stuff said that the market's gonna drop 10% this year. Yeah, I've seen this on TikTok. They're stitching and duetting. And saying, see, even he says 10% crash. <sighs> yeah, they're saying, dude, it's even your own guy who's saying it. All right. First of all, thank you very much for all your super rad and well thought out snarky comments on all of my posts, calling me a slimy, greedy realtor, pushing people to buy in a bubble. Thank you for that. Bitching. Totally fun. Though I feel you and I understand it because a lot of realtors are like that and I get it. You don't know me. I understand why you'd lump me into the group of realtors that do indeed come off as slimy and greedy and trying to push you into something when the market's moving out of control. But I'm here to give you the big picture to help good people achieve good things in good times and bad times because I believe in the long game of buying a home versus renting for a longer period. Oh, and by the way, guy who mislabeled me, you're totally wrong in your yelling rant. What you said is not what my guy said. My guy didn't say that things were going to go down 10% in prices. The experts have adjusted their statements by 10% in the total sales, not the prices. We've seen a year's worth of price growth in just the past few months, and with inflation, a potential recession, mortgage rates going up, and global uncertainty, we have hit an affordability crunch faster than anyone thought we would. So that means, yes, even my guy and other real estate experts are coming out predicting that sales will go down 10%, perhaps even plateau within a year, and that the sales will be 10% less than the previous predictions. That's just the number of homes sold, not home prices dropping by 10%. This is another one I saw too. Someone said, why aren't you telling everyone that foreclosures are up 700%? Yes, you're right. Okay. Foreclosures are up 700% because they were at nothing. So they're up 700% right now, but they're still 40% below where we were in 2019 pre-pandemic. And I didn't hear anybody freaking out in 2019 when they were 40% higher 
I'm going to do a TikTok on this. I'm going to take a glass and show them what 700% looks like versus where we were in 2019. And it'll be like a little sliver at the bottom of the glass. And then 2019 will be a half of glass full. So once again, I want to make sure that you as a buyer believe in the long-term numbers and know that I am not the secret podcast to help you cash out right now in 2022 with big dollars. I'm the secret podcast to help you do what you want to do anyway, dump renting and lock into a smart purchase for yourself, a long-term fixed shelter situation that will in 10, 20, 30 years mean you have more money and more choices than if you had rented for the next decade, regardless of what happens with the market. So we do for a recession? Yes. Did I answer too quickly? Deal with it. Yes. Yes, we are. In fact, I did a podcast in 2019 saying a recession was coming. Again, this is not the get rich quick time podcast. This is the boring, methodical, do the math and grow your wealth by replacing your rent with a mortgage time podcast. Because the good news is home values have actually increased in three of the last five recessions. Home prices have increased in the last three of the last five U.S. recessions. And one of those, it only decreased by less than 2%. And the fifth one, yeah, that was the big housing crash. And that's not happening again. Housing's not going to be why we crash. Not this time. In the 1980 recession, home prices went up 6.1%. In the 1981 recession, home prices went up 3.5%. In the 1991 recession, home prices only dropped 1.9%. And in the dot-com bubble burst of 2001, home prices went up 6.6%. If you don't know what the dot-com bubble burst is, do not get on TikTok and tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. You must follow and understand the history to understand where the housing market's going to go and how all the data works together. Three out of the last five recessions, housing was up. One of them was just down by a little bit. And people survived these recessions because housing is the best hedge against inflation. I'm not telling you you're going to get rich quick. I'm telling you this is the way to prepare to hunker down. Not a huge gain profit machine. It's a hedge in betting terms, if you hedge, that means you put one bet against another one because you know one of them is turning into a big loser. A lot of people bet at halftime to hedge their bet because they realize in the first half that their regular bet is not going to work. So then they go and they bet against the other team or they bet against the spread. If you don't understand that, good. Then you're not a gambler and you'll have more money for a down payment on your house. All right, so, so far, our not-so-perfect scary economic storm has inflation, rising interest rates with the mortgages and with the Fed, and has morons on social media screaming wrong numbers, and it has a potential looming recession. Here's another fun indicator. The bond market's yield curve is inverted. That means the yield on a two-year treasury bond is now greater than the yield on a 10-year treasury bond, turning into a spread negative. Get ready, peeps. Lock in. It's time for economic nerd convo. You never want to learn. I'm going to shove it down your throats and your ear holes, whether you like it or not. The United States curve has inverted before each recession since 1995, with a recession following between six and 24 months after the curve. According to a 2018 report by the researchers at the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco, it offered a false signal only once during that time. According to Anu Gagar, global investment strategist for Commonwealth Financial Network, who looked at this curve for the two-year bond and the 10-year bond. There have been 28 instances since 1900 where the yield curve has inverted. In 22 of those episodes, a recession has followed. 22 out of 28 times a recession followed. The lag between the curve inversion and the start of the recession averaged about 22 months. What the hell does all that mean? 
It means those stats that you never cared about before, and you probably still don't remember after just hearing it 30 seconds ago. It means it's telling you something. In the past, a recession has come about two years after what just happened in March of 2022. That's the yield inversion. Will it happen again? It did 22 out of the last 28 times since 1900. So I don't know. Dems the numbers. You do with it what you want. I said it in 2019, I'll say it again. The stock and housing markets have been going up for too long. So what's coming? Flattening, stabilization, normalization, correctinization. I made up a new word. It's gonna come sooner rather than later. This is not gonna be another 10 years of this. All the more reason why understanding this whole thing with buying a house and the math is important to you. Okay, so if you've soiled your pants in fears, first of all, ew, David, change your undies. It's a podcast. There's a pause button. We all good? That all taken care of? Good. Take that all into account. What should home buyers do? Well, realizing that I was going to giving you the pre-pre-warning signs and all this scary economic stuff, the market's potentially going to take a slow turn. It'll take a while for it to happen. The housing market. So here's some thoughts from the economic smarty pants at Forbes. This is what Forbes has to say about where the housing market is going. Home buyers are faced with tough choices in today's market. Predictions indicate that home prices will continue to rise and new construction will continue to lag behind. Putting buyers in a tight housing situation for the foreseeable future. For some buyers, that could mean moving away from the big cities into more affordable metros. Yes, we're seeing that a lot. The out-of-office people moving. For others, it means stretching their budget or compromising on the size of the amenities. And then there are buyers that are willing to roll the dice and forgo the important contingencies like the home inspection in order to sweeten their offer. Now, even Forbes says this could end up costing more in the long run if the house ends up having major problems that aren't detected or not fixed by the seller after the, ins- the inspection that would have happened. On the other hand, snagging a home right now, even if it means sacrificing other purchases, could mean saving money down the road if home prices and equity continue to rise. There's a chance they could save by getting a house and locking in the rate before both the rates, that's your mortgage rates, and the home prices increase. Now that's what Forbes said. And Honestly, I think they're really smart, mostly because it sounds just like a summary of all of my 2022 podcasts. (laughs) So they continue. Then again, yeah, I love when they say that. They say all that stuff about what could happen, and then they offer the opposite opinion, so they're right either way. Then again, the opposite opinion, or the opposite can be true, when there's the risk that limited supply with rising inflation could get so extreme that it hurts the housing market and prices fall, particularly if the economy goes into a recession. David Dworkin, that's his name, swear to God. David Dworkin, the chief executive officer of the National Housing Conference, said, quote, if we fail to address shortages in the housing supply, we run the risk of fueling fires of inflation rather than extinguishing them. The result could be stagflation, a word most of us haven't used in a generation. That's high inflation and an economic recession. That would devastate the housing economy and only exacerbate our current housing supply challenges, unquote. If home prices drop suddenly, buyers are going to be stuck in homes that eventually might get to the place where they're the same value as they bought it and potentially even underwater, which means they have to stay in the home until they wait to the market to rebound or they sell the home and they have to lose money. While housing experts predict that this scenario is unlikely, still, it shouldn't be ignored. Now, that's what Forbes says, covering their butt. Forbes has given you the what's what. I can't predict what's going on, but I can help warn you that you need to be playing the long game now. 
this could be your home for a while. So be prepared when you're looking at houses right now. And for many of you, that's still going to be better than paying rent to nothing for years. And you could still catch some appreciation because it's not happening just yet. Remember, my cracks are the precursor, which means you can get equity over the next year or two, perhaps, and get a little cushion before what could be an economic change. So don't go into bidding wars or even paying over the appraised value of the home thinking that you're going to be fine because it's going to go up for years and years and years. While there are instances where this tactic should be applied so that you can get a home right now, it has to be carefully thought out on whether the home, the neighborhood, the time, and your big entire economic plan is worth it for you in the long run. An important consideration in this market is how long you plan to stay in the home. People who are buying their forever home, they've got a lot less to worry about for all everything that I've talking about. The market reverses, you can ride them out all the waves up and down. Buyers who plan on moving in a few years, you're in a riskier position. If the market plummets, then you're going to have to be able to make moves, but where are you going to be in your economic position? That's why it's so important to understand from the outset that your realtor and lender need to be experienced housing experts in your market, wherever you are, and you need to trust their sound advice. Here's some of the Forbes data to back up this warning. The housing market appears to be operating without breaks as home prices continue to climb. The median list price shot up in March to a record high. Mortgage rates continue to tick up and buyers aren't backing down. We're seeing this everywhere. Unicorns are telling me it's happening all over the U.S. and Canada. So as more signs indicate that the housing market is on a fast-paid upward trajectory, many are wondering, are we entering a housing bubble? Really, Forbes, do I have to go over this with you too? And will the market crash or at least deflate at any point in the near future? Forbes advisor asked nearly a dozen housing experts what their forecast is for the housing market for the next five years. And while most experts expect home buying demand to continue, there are some warning price signs that home prices could falter amid the rising inflation and geopolitical uncertainty. Thanks. You basically repeated everything you just said. But they did say this. The Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas identified signs of a brewing U.S. housing bubble. They put that in a blog post on March 29th. Didn't know housing nerds knew how to do a blog. Though the sharp increase in home prices itself does not indicate a bubble, the report said that there are fundamental factors to consider, including shifts in disposable income, the cost of credit and access to it, supply disruptions or rising labor, and raw construction material costs among the economic reasons for a sustained house price gains. According to the report, what causes the housing market to be unhinged from those fundamentals is when there's widespread belief that robust price increases will continue and the purchases are rising from a fear of missing out. Oh my God, Forbes is trying to talk about FOMO. It can drive prices up and heighten expectations of strong price gains. Even though the report called the current housing market abnormal, the authors concluded this, quote, there is no expectation that a fallout from housing correction would be comparable to that of 2007, 8, and 9. It won't reach that magnitude, unquote. Household balance shears, why? Why won't it? Because household balance sheets appear to be in better shape. Excessive borrowing doesn't appear to be fueling the housing market boom. No, it, no, it's not just doesn't appear, Forbes people. It is not. I told you that borrowing against your house was what made the last crash happen. This market and market regulators are better equipped with tools and early warning detectors to thwart such a crisis. So after that, they're going to tell you why the housing market is likely to stay hot. 
And it is likely to stay hot for a little while. Even if the yield inversion is right and we do have a recession in a couple of years, hey, you've got a couple of years left. If you were thinking of a major turndown to snag a cheaper home, think again, Forbes says. Most housing experts are predicting the market to remain strong for a while for several reasons. And I have to kind of agree with them. Just because there's a crack, 50 offers on a house down to 48 doesn't mean it's slowing down anytime soon. The number one thing they said is millennial demand for housing is up with Gen Z right behind them. The number of potential homeowners is plentiful. With Americans who are either millennial aged or younger making up half of the U.S. population, this is significant because the home buyers represent the largest number of people, blah, 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 blah. So basically they said there's a lot of people and all those people want to buy houses. Great. Then number two, they said supply can't keep up with demand. Really, do I need to go into this? I think I've said it in every episode in 2022. Rick Sharga from Realty Track, he said this, the supply demand imbalance is the primary reason home prices have escalated so quickly. And after not building nearly enough homes for the last decade, home builders will take several years to add enough new supply to balance the market, unquote. So the second thing they talk about is demand, which we've been talking about forever. The number three thing they say borrowers are less likely to default on their mortgages. Talked about this to death with all the you know, big bubble believers out there. It's different this time. Loans are harder, period. And then we get to number four, warning signs that could dampen the housing market. So now this is where they're going to hedge their bet. <laughs> they just told us three reasons why the market's going to keep going up. But here's some stuff that, you know, we're throwing in the unknown. The article mentions, you know, what I discussed earlier. It talks about the murmurs of a recession Inflation rising, the Federal Reserve response to the inflation hike, raising their rates in March and going to do it the rest of the year. And a sign that there could be a slowdown. Now, those Fed rate raises, it doesn't necessarily correlate exactly with the mortgage rates, but it does affect, you know, short term credit, not home credit like credit cards and all that stuff. And then they mentioned the Russia thing. Oh, the Russia thing. Selma Hep, the deputy chief economist at CoreLogic, said, quote, geopolitical conflicts seem to be the wild card and the one that could have further impacts on inflation, which is likely to persist longer than initially anticipated. As a result, the Federal Reserve is expected to start removing its accommodating policies, including bringing those rising interest rates. An aggressive increase in rates could bring about more softening, particularly in the housing market, if mortgage rates spike unquote. So to sum up after me rambling for about 30 minutes of mind numbing real estate stats, the end is coming, maybe. And Forbes and other smartos think that it's going to stay hot for a bit, but they don't know how long. I can't predict what's going to happen. And apparently none of the other economic geniuses can either, but I can guess some of the things based on the historical pattern and the data that is coming to us from these economists. If you're waiting to get in because you don't want to overpay, be sure that you understand the math of the waiting. The math in rising rents paid while saving money and waiting for a deal, it often can offset the negative big time. This is the time to think about your home purchase in the long term, to understand that you might compromise some on your dream, but if you understand the long-term math, you know, look, we've all made compromises and purchases on our life. If we all wanted to buy the best computer and best car and, you know, best whatever, then we'd all be broke. But at some point, you got to make choices. We all do the best that we can with what we've got. And for this 
one particular purchase, the difference is that you're already paying a large amount of rent for something. So owning now is based on the long-term strategy. And if you play it like that and the market does keep going up for two years, well, good for you. But waiting means that you might miss out on that. But if you just wait, well, it means that you could miss out on that. Either a long-term play to hedge against inflation and rising rents, or if it keeps going up, you could miss on what could be some instant equity. So this is real, honest, fact-driven, likely sleep-inducing information. And it was brought to you by your advocate. That's me. I ain't selling anything to you. I'm not telling you that everyone should use me to buy a home. Nope. That's not what I'm doing. I'm saying, listen, find your path. I want this to be helpful for you because no one's out there talking to you with the real intention of trying to make sure that you understand the best thing to do for you and your family, no matter what's going on in the market. If this was helpful for you, please, please drop a review on Spotify or Apple so other people can find this podcast and learn for themselves. I don't know why podcasts don't rank and show you which ones are the most popular. So it's all about reviews. And if you've been a long time listener and you haven't done one, come on, write me a review. It's really helpful. It's the only way that I can tell people I'm legit because I'm not telling them you are. Your words matter to other people who are looking for the no BS real life info. Find more stuff at how to buy a home on TikTok. It's goofy, it's playful, and it's fun. And David Sidoni on Instagram and the how to buy a home podcast on YouTube. Lots of great content there too. Signing off, the one and only realtor keeping it real because no matter where the market is, if it makes sense for you and you want to move forward, you can do this.